listener's discretion is advised. And it's highly advised even because today's episode might might get really loud, okay? Um, and I won't necessarily recommend you guys listen to this if you are trying to like sleep or relax unless, I don't know, loud screaming helps you relax. Um, but basically, I asked on the podcast's Instagram page if you guys would like me to play Outlast um, while recording this episode and um surprisingly a lot of people said yeah and i was like well i guess y'all want to see me suffer a little bit because i mean for the people who don't know the game who are just not familiar with video games in general um outlast is a horror game okay uh, i think we had two parts outlast one and outlast two i will be playing outlast one whistleblower and basically it's an escape game i think that's the genre unless because i'm not really a pro at games myself i rarely play them um so yeah it's it's basically an escape game you play through the character of a journalist i think and you are asked to investigate this creepy looking like psych ward or mental hospital whatever you want to call it and when you investigate two minutes later you are basically asked to get the fuck out of there <laughs> okay if i were to like um simplify the explanation i would basically say that it's yeah it's basically an escape game you are asked to investigate and then two minutes later you are asked to just find a way to get the fuck out of there and of course um it's not supposed to be easy you are given missions all throughout the game and you're supposed to just like do everything the way you're supposed to do them to get the fuck out and then just be safe and i've been playing this game for like three days now and i've been stuck in this one mission i honestly i i don't know how people do that shit so i asked one of my friends who is a gamer like I think he can, he, he's going to recognize himself, but um, all he does is play games all day. And I was like, you know what, I'll ask him for advice. I know that's not how it's supposed to be, because you are supposed to play it and figure out a way to just like fucking escape. But I was like, you know what, I'll ask him, because I've been struggling with this shit for like, yeah, the past three days, couple days. and his advice sucked ass so i just want to let him know that his advice did not work so if you're listening to this fuck you it didn't work (laughs) i'm taking the opportunity to tell him this right now but um yeah like please bro just just stop giving people advice on how to play games because he sucked um but basically i've been stuck in this one mission uh it's basically the mission to the basement and then just figure out this fucking electricity generator thing and bro i don't know like okay so you have this dude who's i don't know like a zombie fucking i don't know anyway we have this dude who did that on purpose like he was the one who fucked all the electricity generator stuff and you are asked to go to the basement to figure that out uh 
um, so like the fucking psych ward can be lit again. And when I go down, so basically, in the house, and واحد generator has like I don't know to break it. He I guess whatever. <laughs> you can already tell I suck at explaining things because um, what the fuck? You're not helping us, Hiba. You're not helping us. But anyway, um, as I said, and the واحد جوج بطونات خاصك تبرك عليهم واحد لعبات جرها. ودابا المشكل هو انه اوكي سو عندك داك ذا مين روم ان ذا بيسمنت اند ذن عندك تو اذر رومز ياك وعندك واحد الباب اخرى كدير واحد الكولوار داك داك الباب مشدوده لايك اتس لوكد يو كان اوبن ات بيد داك تو اذر دورز ار اوبن اند اي فورغوت تو منشن بيت بيسيكلي لايك وين يو جست سيت اب ذا جيم اند ستاف Uh, you are asked to choose the level of difficulty. I think in insane, can easy, and then there's the, like the middle one. Anna, I chose like the the deal middle. I remember what it was exactly, but the insane level is actually fucking insane. Cause um, there's no way I would play that. Okay, cause I will lose my shit. But basically, and uh, like two rooms, right? Adukumali the easiest to access. If you could like malaskin the main room, so you just open the door, and like the first button that you need to push, and then you have a bed. So like basically, when you push the kleba because of the noise, that crazy ass zombie dude or whatever, um, just like hears it and he comes, right? So you need to hide. Um, depending on in a room, she said hello. And I'm just the bed one. It's always the one I go to first for some reason, and I don't do this on purpose. But like you hide under the bed, and so you need to hide under the bed, wait for him to leave, so you can like, you know, like under the bed and go to the other room. But like, okay, so I do that. Okay, I'm gonna literally when i leave like my i don't know my hiding spot or whatever he's there like he's there and he just kills me and like i i don't run fast because okay so i'm playing this on my computer okay i'm not playing it on like a ps4 or ps5 or whatever i just play this on my computer and i i just for some reason whenever he's there i panic Because if there's one thing about me is when I play video games, especially like escape games, which is that I need to put myself in the shoes of like a person or I'm playing through a character, I become the character, all right? And I just got so nervous and I just did not know how to run. And so I leave and he just kills me. And then when you're being killed, basically you have to restart the mission. And so I've tried different strategies okay i swear i did listen i worked so hard <laughs> and i've tried to do so Maralula was like okay maybe my hiding spot a little too soon and the second time i swear to god i put in my hiding spot for like three or four minutes so i was like okay i think that by that time he would have already left I'm telling you, the minute I left, he was there again, and I was killed. Uh, and I was like mad. I was, I got so pissed at that point. I was like, you know what? Fuck this shit. I'm out. I turned the game off, whatever. And then I just 
I just did something else. I don't remember what I did. But every time I would like try and come back and play the game and I would play for hours, like still stuck in the fucking mission. No, not like just not figuring a way out to just like complete it. And um, basically on like my, I don't know, bro, like my 15th like try or whatever, I figure out to push both like the buttons. And so, the main generator. So for that, I need to leave the main room and the basement. And jump, jump past a fucking desk, and then go to the fucking electricity room. I think that's what they call it in the game. And break the generator. Except, the room, has a hiding spot. So when I push the generator. Um, the dude who's supposedly chasing after me and making my life so hard I need to like so I have the time to like do that shit and then come back to the main room and like just push another button so I can complete the mission and like leave the basement or um, if he's like following me I just need to have a quick reflex and just like run past him like sprint run past him push the button that i need to push um just let the psych ward again and then leave the basement to to like see what my next mission is and i promise for the past like three or two days i've been struggling i i couldn't figure out a way so i pushed the two buttons i went to the electricity room but then the minute i pushed the fucking generator thing it was like right behind my ass and then yeeted me and I had to restart and I was like so pissed. And yeah, it's a horror game, guys. So of course, um, it's uh, honestly, maybe it's because I'm not like that advanced in the game. Uh, but they give you a disclaimer, obviously, that like it has like sexual explicit, uh, even like graphic content. But to me personally, it, it wasn't that graphic. But if there's one thing about Outlast, it's like the jump scares. So sometimes you can feel that there's something going on, but sometimes you can't tell. So you literally, you can like open a door and then you have just a fucking corpse fly out on your face. And that happened to me and I screamed. So I I can't guarantee what can happen. And I can't guarantee that if I play it right now, I will pass that mission. But we hope so. But yeah, like it can get pretty, pretty loud and, and obnoxious. So once again, please don't listen to this if you're trying to relax. Unless... Unless loud screams and swearing helps you relax. But um, yeah. And... While playing Outlast, we're going to be talking about something I've been wanting to talk about for a hot minute. And it's toxic households, you know? Um, <clears throat> what's it like growing up in a toxic household? Like, you know, what are the different relationship dynamics between kids and parents? Um, what kind of children grow up in a toxic household like what kind of adults kids who grow up in a toxic household become you know just all that shenanigans um i'm also going to talk about unconditional love 
and you know like just it's gonna be an interesting episode today because we're gonna play a horror game and talk about horrific experiences so i already set up the game um and i'm sorry guys i didn't ask about y'all's week that was a little bit dumb i hope you guys are doing okay how was y'all's week honestly mine was very confusing it was bad for the most part to be honest but there were like good moments about it so i don't know you know sometimes i i tend to focus on the ugly parts of life so i don't i don't know it was a confusing week but honestly for the most part it's been really shitty and tomorrow i don't have classes isn't that amazing and it's it's been raining since this morning so we go we we're gonna act like i woke up really early today that's not true i woke up at like 12 p.m or something but it's been raining and i love rain so you know everything is beautiful i already set up the game so we're gonna continue and i'm scared because like i i I can already uh, feel my anger building up, so yeah. Hold on, I'm just like trying to set up my microphone, but um. So I'll just I'll just wait for the game to start, and then we'll just jump right into it because we don't have time to waste. Okay, so y'all know how I love context clues <laughs> and like little background stories so basically um i am not an only child i have siblings and i have three to be exact okay we're starting out strong um but i have three siblings to be exact all brothers <laughs> Um, I'm being nicely shielded, you know, um, but I have brothers. They're all older than me. The age gaps are uh, Honestly The age gaps So it was just know my mom like to take breaks between children <laughs> But the age gaps can occur and so that it's not that it we grow up in different well yes obviously we grow up in different generations where they can yeah it's it's not like when you grow up with your siblings and then like what maximum is like five years or six years now nah, for us it was like you know the age gap was more important than that and i just completely got lost and i don't know where the fuck i am and i need to find that stupid fucking okay here it is um but yeah, so I mean, automatically, um, I would say that my relationship with my siblings was not necessarily like strong connection or whatever. Like, uh, and that's like another problem I might get to. But um, yeah, like my relationship with my siblings wasn't necessarily strong. I am the youngest too, by the way. I don't think I said that, but I'm the youngest. And see, I feel like just talking about this kind of image okay so i grew up with like not three because my oldest brother was already like um already moved out of the house when i was born and so let's say i grew up with two of my brothers uh 
And I was the only girl growing up with two brothers that were just kind of like kind of different generations and stuff. So you know that wasn't that wasn't it's not that it wasn't fun, but um and I need to hide because I can see him coming. Um, but like, yeah, I, it, it was just a little bit harsh. Uh, I, I also remember that growing up, I always wished I had a sister. And so, no, hold on. Sister issues are not a thing, <laughs> but I always grew up like wishing I had a sister and, and every like, let's say older female I knew in my life, I would always be like, oh, you're just like my sister. And they're like, no, we're not your sister. And so, you know, just, I just wish I had a sweet, gentle, female presence in my life. You know, just like, because growing up with boys was just, uh, I mean, I don't, I, I want to necessarily say it was like that bad, but it was kind of bad, okay? Um, and uh, listen, I think I'm going to just like come out of my hiding spot because it's now or never. Um... shit he's like following me um but basically i can i can really tell i'm gonna die this is not fun i swear to god i would pay buckets to anyone who could teach me how to fucking play this shit because oh bro i th i can feel him like right okay what what is this room i've never been here before what the fuck Oh shit. Oh no, I need to like reload my fucking batteries. Um, but um, oh no. Okay, hold on. Um, this is a room I've never been to. So like, I don't, I have no clue where the fuck I am. And my batteries just died. Because I forgot to mention also like, you. Oh shit, I think like, to the interest of the basement. Anyway, I need to go back. um but i forgot to mention that you also like um have a fucking like camera recorder or whatever and um feed the option where you can see in the dark but you need to recharge your batteries and i absolutely murdered mine uh, because of the amount of times i replayed this fucking mission over and over so now i can't see them thing and that like makes it even harder but i think i lost him so that's good I just hope he's not gonna come back or something. Um, so as I was saying, um, yeah, I, I won't necessarily say it was like really all bad, but it was definitely just like, oh shit, I can hear his footsteps. Listen, I hope he can see me because I'm in dark. But I think I'm just gonna stop here and like wait for him to just like leave and then I'm gonna just like try to go to the other room. Um, but I, I want to surely say it was bad. But as I said, I just wished I had a sweet... Okay, shit, he found me and he's like absolutely murdering my ass and I have to replay this again. Yay. But um, I won't say it was a bad experience. I just keep repeating myself. I'm so sorry. um but like it, yeah i wish i just had like a presence of an, a sweet older sister you know how she, like like how you see it in movies and i feel like basically uh okay so i i, I was born in 2001 um so 
I feel like my generation can't generation cartoons. And I feel like maybe we we were actually the last generation who ever enjoyed watching cartoons. Because, like, especially the kids that I see now are just, like, all over their phones. And they when you ask them about a cartoon, they're like, oh, what is that? I don't know it. So I would always see cartoons and stuff like that, you know, like, um, girls with their older sister. And, and I'm like, hmm it's it, it's a, it's a little change from just like growing up with brothers that were like also so violent like i remember me and my like we would always fight like it was um just terrible i remember once he pushed me in the stomach like we we have guests over and so in our room the room you can see and my brother can know اللي كانت كنا كنخبيو في المهم واحد اللعبه خاصك تلعليها بسلوم ياك بحال واحد الخزنه وداك الخزنه تحط فيها اللي بغيتي اوكي يو كان ايفن هايد ا كوربس ان ذير نو وان ويل نو سو واحد النهار كنا كنلعبو اي ثينك لو انا الضياف اند سو ذا ايج كاب بيتوين مي اند ذا يونجست في الدراري اي ثينك از 8 اور 9 ييرز سو اتس اتس basically and i can't say a different thing again and i don't know what the fuck am i um <clears throat> sorry this is starting to get really obnoxious i have no idea where am i um okay you know why we're just gonna use the camera corner and basically um ولكن باقا كنعقل هي هاد لايك كوره اوكي اونيستلي انا اللي بديت بر اي تشوك داك الكوره وكنت لحتها في داك داك الخزنه اللي كانت الفوق ان از اي سيد از اي منشند ايرليير باش انا كطلع داك الخزنه خصك سلوم ان داش جوست هو فاكين شنانيكنز يو نو اي جوست وي هاد تو اسك اور داد اف وي كود تاك جوست لايك ناخذ سلوم ونطلعوا and we knew that our dad would like just fucking eat our asses and stuff like that and so he got so pissed and what he did was he punched like he punched me in the stomach and i remember i couldn't talk like zwani i couldn't talk and it, that was like honestly all my fucking childhood growing up with guys like in the minor fucking inconvenience they were like literally just like uh, so I, i won't say it's necessarily like abuse or like they, they could beat you up but it it was like you know It was always just fucking like you're gonna do something he's gonna punch you or he's gonna just like you know like annoy the living hell out of you and so that's how it was like growing up and it was fucking tiring and because i feel like generally a lot of people when they talk about toxic house households um kid and parent dynamic like you know but i don't think it's necessarily the case but th- that's different okay because kenyan people the fish kind of toxic house households it was toxic with their parents but with their siblings as well but yeah i would i i can say that that affected me as well like my relationship with my siblings because i just didn't feel any connection it's not like i didn't feel like there were people i could rely on you know like there's this weird sense i don't know if some of you are gonna relate 
<clears throat> but sometimes you have siblings they are not your siblings like you don't even feel like they are part of your life you know i'm not saying that they should be a part of your life but you're like oh well those those are my siblings those are people that i i know i can like um rely on but for me ever since i was young it was not the case like i i just never felt like my siblings were um people i could rely on and i feel like that affected me because um all throughout like my childhood and growing up i okay so i can see him and he doesn't want to get the fuck out so i need to wait a little bit more but i would see around me um just like in school or stuff like that uh, people's relationship with their like brothers or sisters or like I would see myself and my classmates with a friends of mine and their relationship with um um like older older like younger siblings that it, it, it didn't matter and you know how sometimes you like really interiorize a lot of that and you're like well it's just me I'm very unlucky because like I wish I had a close relationship with my siblings but that's not the case yada 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 so you just tend to interiorize a lot of it and of course because you are a child and what else can you do I mean that's the phase where you start like to develop and a lot of things start to develop in you oh shit oh my god that was a very raw scream because i literally it, this happens every time i swear to god i hide in my spot i leave he's like right in front of my face i hope that scream wasn't too loud <laughs> but now i have to restart the mission again this happens every time and i'm so fucking pissed at this okay i would pay buckets for someone to teach me how to play stupid games and i feel like at one point i'm just gonna end up in, in like and installing this shit um but okay no i didn't move past it um <clears throat> so as i was saying like i used to in interiorize a lot of that and i was like oh my god you know that just sucks okay that sucks for you bitch but um you don't have that that close relationship with your siblings and um that takes me to much to the other point i was talking about so Sometimes, even if you grow up with like your siblings, you are not close to them, it feels like you're growing up alone. Okay, so I think if I were to describe my relationship with my siblings, at least growing up when I was still a child and not now, where like I just have not a completely different perspective on that, but just like a different perspective, we're just gonna stay there. Um, but i i had like siblings i i knew i was conscious of the fact that my parents had sex before having me and intercourse led them to having other kids <laughs> that was not really glamorous wasn't it but i was conscious of the fact that i had siblings uh that my parents had other children before me what again it's uh, see it's all about the bond the bond like i keep repeating myself but it's about the bond i didn't feel like there was a bond so automatically i didn't feel like my i didn't feel like i ha like they had any impact on me growing up so i was like most of the time i was just like okay well this this feels like i'm alone you know like i, I feel like there's not much of a difference uh, between me and someone who like actually was uh, an only child and 
that also led me to think from a very young age um that at least in my um family or like small family not big not the not the big one but the small family i feel like my in that sense like no one to look up to i don't know if that i don't know if that one makes sense so right and hella i was now i was starting to exteriorize the need so in other people i would like people that were older than me i would always look for the big brother or the big sister in other people which was i mean it, it wasn't wrong i feel like that's the fruit of not feeling like you have a bond with your siblings which by the way i'll know some people might be like oh well shit maybe she hates her siblings but i absolutely don't hate my siblings i love my siblings but see see the thing is i love them but it's like i don't feel like that much of a close bond you know what i mean i love them i respect them but um there it's nothing more okay i could honestly feel much of a i can feel a closer bond i can feel more of a brotherly bond with someone else than my than my uh, actual siblings you know i don't know if that exists did i just come up with a new whole last new theory Fred will be really proud so I, <laughs> ouch i nearly had a stroke proud i'm sorry i don't know why why i said proud but um I don't know if like some like sister and brother issues exist. <laughs> I don't think so. Or maybe it's called shahad uh, But yeah, like it was just like okay, okay. Yeah, I love them. I respect them. But it's nothing more than that. I don't feel any special bond. Which I don't know if you are supposed to feel any special bond. But at least I didn't feel like I could rely on them. And that takes me to my other point. Your parents. I know a lot of you are going to be like, well, you have parents at least. No. Um, Like, what are you talking about? You don't necessarily need your siblings. But um, let's say that it was as complicated with my parents. So, you see... <laughs> Growing up, I didn't get any love. Okay, so now pay pay me some money so I can feel love. <laughs> but like, see, uh, I'm not going to give a lot of details. Uh, but uh, honestly, I didn't feel love. My parents were people that hated each other since day one. Okay, um, so my listen, we did no issues since day one and uh, it's the same scenario of like two people who know who know they are not right for each other but just like okay and keep the relationship because they're like oh whatever kids all of that yada yada yeah we have children now it's too late to like be like oh no fuck this but honestly <laughs> no please like never use like kids as justific like i just justific okay as um like pet uh, scapegoat okay ولا justification say you want to stay because you want to stay because you don't know how to leave but don't say you want to stay because of the children okay because if, if you stay if you know that you have really toxic abusive and abusive doesn't necessarily have to be um like the physical it, it can be mental abuse as well <gasps> oh no oh no that was just a headless corpse i thought it was the same dude following me um but like 
yeah, abuse can be mental as well. And uh, but I, I think that everybody knows that. Well, it can, you know, like don't stay in one and be like, oh no, I'm staying because of the kids, or I'm staying because like, um, uh, I can fix him or her or whatever. No, like don't do that because um, that relationship obviously is f- is like failing. Okay, and that failure the the relationship that is toxic is only going to spread to the kids and not only in a toxic relationship that obviously just does not respect you but you're going to also make the children live between nests that are obviously just not right for each other and like that's just going to leak okay it's if i were to use an example a metaphorical example i would be like you the blood leaks okay or the virus or the infection leaks so you know like yeah and i know that had the one with the generation my parents and are people that are honestly quite old because uh, yeah as i said i had they had like three boys before me the age gaps were really um important if i can say it like that and my mom had me at, at, at like not an old age she had me at a age that normally women are starting like menopause and they're not supposed to have kids so she had me when she was like 43 or 44 something like that 45 even so and i'm 20 now and like yeah my uh, my parents are like quite old so my mom was born in 1950 in 1958 and my dad i have no idea but uh my dad is is in his like 70s early 70s mid 70s i don't know but yeah like they are old people so like generation del 50s 60s and obviously and my mom married when she was really young like what um 16 she had um she had like my first she had her first kid when she was 17, I think. Like, when she was 16, I don't remember. But, you know, she married young. She had her first um, her first child really young. And, see, as I said, uh, my, both my parents um, had the realization uh, that they were just, like, not right for each other. Um, it was too late. She already had her kid, and it was like, and I remember I had this conversation with my mom once, and she was just like, I told um, my grandma, my grandma is deceased, rest in peace, queen, we miss you. Um, oh shit, he's staring at me. Fuck, I'm gonna get my ass eaten again, and I'm gonna be pissed about it. Oh no, oh no, oh no, shit, he's running after me. I told y'all, had episode camera I'm stuck in the same mission, and I feel like at the end of this, I'm gonna just uninstall a stupid game. But um, as I was saying about like my grandma, and my mom, <clears throat> my mom, she said my grandma, she was like, you know what? I'm tired of this. I think I want to just like divorce, whatever. But divorce at the time was seen as something that was like so shameful. Okay, no, if you divorce, um, fancy like shame on you, stuff like that. And my grandma basically told my mom, like, yo. Because, fun fact, my grandma did not like my dad. <laughs> when, like, it was still, like, the fucking engagement phase or whatever, which, please. I felt like the engagement phase, like, it was just a joke. Like, they get engaged for, like, what, a week and then they get married after. So it doesn't really give you time to, like, actually um, 
uh, not get to know but uh, no i would definitely say that because in the past it was like oh shit i see you, you see me um you know i feel i feel a connection two days after you're engaged you know and so my my grandma did not like my dad and she was like see i don't like this man for you but my mom was like so see that takes me to another point uh, my mom was so my mom can okay ever since she was like a teenager and her friends like her girlfriends like and just people that she knew around her classmates people that went to the same high school or middle school or whatever they all got married because getting married for the period was like actually really normalized now she get married at 16 damn that's um that's like already a little too late uh, people get married at nine that was a little dark but you get the point like it, it was really normalized even child marriage was normalized i feel like our grandparents it depends on like the age range your grandparents but for most of us i feel like even our grandparents were like they didn't get married at 16 they got married at like what 9 10 11 12 so literally fucking kids so she was just like no fuck i want him she was like damn I see this man, that's my soulmate, I want him, I want that dick, <laughs> and she, she got married, but my grandma didn't like it, she was like, oh no, like, I know, I don't feel this one, okay, not this one, kiddo, maybe just, like, wait till you graduate, and my grandma was really supportive of, like, education, she wanted to see all her kids in, like, if him, she high spots in their life, and she was like, you know what i would rather have you just like focus on your education graduate from high school first and then you can see if you want to marry but like not now it's a little too soon which i think is a little bit ironic because in the past i feel like parents were the ones who were forcing their kids to marry um but for my mom's like in my mom's case it wasn't like it wasn't that at all and my grandma was against it but my mom was just like so she was like no i want him i want him and then they just ended up like uh, getting engaged and marrying i'm not going to get into the story of how my parents met because it, it's just the current story basically my dad was friends with like uh, with a friend of an uncle of my uncle and they were just hanging out all together i don't know what they were doing smoking talking about asses and tits and whatever and um one day um they went to my grandma's place like because obviously um everybody was living with my grandma at the time like my mom her siblings stuff like that and then um my uncle invited them and my grandma was like a woman who was really like she was really keen on like the and stuff like that so like whenever you're gonna go visit her even if you're just a random person she doesn't know she would be like it's a feast baby in here you know five-star hotel and so she liked to just invite people and just like Okay, she would she she liked that. She enjoyed to do that. And that was her thing. And um my uncle invited his friend and my dad and my dad like uh went to my uh, grandma's uh place and my mom was there. I think she was just like she was um uh, going back home from school or something or she was just home and she was helping like and then just my dad saw her and he was like, "Oh shit, I want to tap that." <laughs> but that, that's too many asinted jokes i'm sorry but you know he just saw her and was like you know it's honestly just really fucking cliche typical shit 
he saw her and it was like damn she saw him and then everything just like was going slow-mo and then they were like damn i think i just met my soulmate i can feel can you feel the spark you know can, can you anyway i was gonna say another dirty joke but i stopped myself because it's too much um so yeah basically that's the story i i said i wasn't gonna go and talk about it but i did so anyway they got engaged they got married fast forward like that going back to like my initial point um my mom started to feel like oh no shit i don't think that's the man of my dreams like you know like this relationship was actually shitty he was just like starting to show sides of himself that um he didn't necessarily show when they were just like in the engagement period you at the like in the honeymoon phase okay but it's called the honeymoon phase for a reason everything's beautiful then but once that you know once you just like uh, are not in that phase anymore <laughs> you start to see true colors and but my grandma was like no she was like you wanted to marry him i like you know i was like no maybe it's too soon for you to get married but you were like no i want him so now okay sis i don't know what to tell you but you are not going to divorce because it's a shame and you're not gonna it's just gonna be a problem and stuff like that and i'm just not gonna <clears throat> take responsibility of your choice and so basically my mom was kind of forced to go back and then to just like put up with that shit and yeah my parents since day one were people who did not um they just just didn't didn't like were not right for each other maybe they were right for like other people but not for each other and that it didn't get better and see people um illusion deal and is he following me again fuck no I'm not about to redo this mission again. Fuck this shit, man. Um, but people got the illusion that it's going to work out. And this is an advice that even if you guys are listening to me and have a boo thing and have a relationship going on or whatever, or just advice in general. <clears throat> if you are someone who is in, interested in dating or dates, if you feel like... Uh, I feel like there are certain things that happen that make you really uncomfortable or stuff like that. Don't be like, oh shit, it's gonna get figured out. Especially if the other person uh, they are not interested in like figuring that thing out, like whatever thing that makes you uncomfortable is like is like they are not ready to like I don't know. Um make up for that or something you know don't okay i know a lot of people are like time definitely heals but time does not necessarily always figure things out for you don't be like oh shit i'm just gonna give it this time they're gonna change or i'm gonna change them or you know and, and especially in more serious commitment like i don't know an engagement uh, marriage stuff like that just not but you know what i mean like okay just i can fix him or i can fix her no People fix themselves if they want to fix themselves. And you can actually be like, uh, not a mean, like a reason or a push or motivation. But people won't change unless they want to change, you know. So that was a little advice time with hips. But (laughs) please don't take my advice. But no, this one seriously take it because like it's, it's really important. And so basically... Um, they just they just kept on and it was just like simply just like it, it was just purely and simply toxic and that leaked into uh, the dynamic 
between my parents and their kids so uh, obviously i'm just gonna focus on my experience with my parents just because i'm not my siblings and i obviously cannot speak for them or i can't like give any example their point of view because i'm not my siblings but i feel like even them maybe in ways that are just like a little less explicit you know more implicit ways or just things have like like shifts right or things i noticed in their behavior i can i can also tell that you know they're obviously um uh, in in like different ways but um the toxicity the toxic the, what the toxicity what the fuck are you talking about sis um i'm gonna end up having a stroke by the end of this episode or heart attacks one of those two but the toxicity between my parents between the relationship between my parents also leaked into my siblings in different ways so as i said i'm just gonna talk about myself because i'm not my my like siblings so i don't know about them but definitely did affect them in, in a way so it's like yeah my parents didn't give love to each other and uh, so that's that's a little more complex um but that also gave me not the illusion i i i feel like this is still a a fact to a certain extent hold on i need to bring some water because i came unprepped Give me, give me, give me two minutes, please, and I'll be back. Sorry, I'm back. Um, but I was saying that it—it's not an illusion. I still feel like this is a fact. Where it can, um, the fact that my parents just did not love each other also made me think or realize that oh did they even love us or like me so let's say that love or compassion or partnership or um, coordination or like support where just was not a theme in our family like that, that was like nearly inexistent we were like tough okay even in my parents education or i would say my mom's education because okay so for my my for like uh, my siblings like my brothers my dad was someone who was present more or less in their lives because um yeah because um, even though it was toxic my dad was still like femty in the household there was a mom there was a dad and came with the kids but in my case when i was born my dad uh started to just like be in and out of the house and eventually that led to a separation not a divorce because my parents are like still legally together but just not like they're just like separated now but they're not divorced um so that uh, automatically led to my dad just not being in the house so like for me my 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 dad was not present even now i love my dad i respect my dad but um it's it's the same thing had my relationship with my siblings i don't feel a bond okay and my my, my dad has been a pretty toxic dude himself um but um like it, it's just not someone who's been in my life 
like that. You know, he didn't necessarily have a negative nor positive impact for me. He was just like not there. And that was actually, maybe with my siblings, they were actually people I grew up with and that were in my life constantly or just maybe for the most part but my dad no my dad was someone who was out of the house I wouldn't see him for years months and then suddenly he would come back I would see him for like a couple months and then he would dip out again and then I wouldn't see him and I wouldn't hear from him and we wouldn't hear from him and it it was like that constantly for me growing up and so I didn't feel like he was someone um, who was in my life but as I said he's my dad is definitely a pretty toxic man like he from he he wanted his part of the cake and he wanted to eat it too and um he definitely just affected my mom in a lot of bad ways so yeah as i was saying just um love or compassion or partnership or whatever which is not common teams themes themes whatever you want to pronounce that but Mikashdik she present and I was like oh okay well I guess I just have to learn how to do this alone and when you when you are a kid when you don't have a relationship to look up to because obviously the rela- the first relationships the relationships that you kind of try to look up to are either your parents relationship or if you have siblings, your relationship with your siblings. Okay? Because let's say that parents are the ones who are supposed to give you unconditional love. Love you the way you are. Be there for you. Support you. You know. Help you grow up. Stuff like that. Um, and with your siblings, you are supposed to learn about uh, companion. Not, not companionship. Maybe in a sense like companionship. um, Support. You know, also... Uh, unconditional love but maybe not as much as with how you should get that from your parents i guess but you know what i mean the relationships all aspects were so i forgot the word were so like distorted distorted i don't what disordered i don't know (laughs) we're just like so fucked up that I just didn't have anyone to look up to. So I was like, fuck my... You know, my, my parents were just always constantly on each other's backs. Like fighting, screaming, stuff like that. Eventually, um, there were points where like the younger... Uh, the boys, like the youngest, uh, went to study abroad. And um, as I said, the oldest uh, was already moved out of my parents' house um and the the middle yes the middle uh, had already like already had a job so it's like had lived their lives on their own and they didn't have any like not like direct like ties with my parents but no i was the youngest i was still living with my parents i was a girl so obviously you know i, I was the one who was constantly with my parents so at one point it was just me my mom and me like in my yeah it was just me and my mom and my dad um and my parents were constantly on each other's backs like i don't this is gonna get dark real quick and i should say this to my therapist not to y'all um but i don't remember this shinhara where my parents didn't fight and if you could make a decision was just me i was always the one who had to like 
just like or just like try to just talk to them separately and be like you know like you're not supposed to do that and I felt like بحشي refree فمشي بحشي حكم ديما كان خصنين you know I need I needed to calm things and I was supposed to be the one who was like you know calmed down I was supposed to be the one who was held and be told that it was okay that this doesn't mean anything that maybe things are gonna get better whatever the outcome it's just it's, it's just what is happening now and that it's not my fault but on the contrary I don't know if that's the word honestly like it's not important okay um but i felt like i was i remember i remember this vividly um but i always felt like i was the adult and my parents were the kids because like my parents just did not care it's like i'm like yo i'm 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 y'all's kid do y'all see me like do y'all see me right here i'm your kid shit i should be taking care of what are y'all doing not taking care of me like i'm the one taking care of y'all you know and uh, yeah i i always felt like i was the goddamn adult and my parents were the kids because like even their fights and the things they would say to each other were like just really childish and i was exposed to certain words you know i was exposed to certain acts to certain things um that i was not supposed to get exposed to at that age or i was not supposed to know all my all, all i was supposed to know at, the, at that age was like school um eating taking a bath uh i don't know someone reading a bedtime story for me sleeping with the fucking stars that you stick to the wall that just get lit at night i was just supposed to live a normal childhood but that wasn't the case and so I did not have a relationship to look up to growing up. My parents were just like really emotionally unavailable people and they just did not know how to It's like it's like it was a competition for them. You know what I mean? It's like it was a competition for them to just like who's going to be the strongest or who's not going to give up the easiest or who's not going to allow the other to step on it them you know what i mean it's it's like it was a constant competition when the priority shouldn't have been that but at least shouldn't have been me because like i was the youngest of my siblings and my siblings were just like can just separately not to say that um uh, things with the dynamic you know my parents did not affect them but you know i was the one who was constantly being put in like shitty situations and uh, Um, the relationship between my parents or like the dynamic or the toxicity between my parents also became like really unbearable and it reached its peak with me like you know when I was born and stuff so I definitely had my fair share you know and it was bad because I was like fuck what is love supposed to be like you know uh, not only from a romantic perspective because that's uh, okay i'm going to talk about this later um when i'm going to be talking about how toxic um family dynamics affects romantic relationships growing up hold on i'm going to drink some water um But I was saying that Meshi uh, love her from a romantic aspect. What I can even just in general, it was like, what is love supposed to mean? Like, it, it, 
for me as a kid, the normal was to just be in a toxic household. I have to just like be the bigger person, ironically, and um, try to just like make arguments stop, make fights stop and stuff like that. And people were constantly telling my parents that they should divorce but I don't know why my parents didn't want to do that because they were kind of like throwing the ball at each other. They were like, no, you divorce. And they were like, no, I'm not weak. You divorce. And see, that that's that's why I, I talked about the competition. I feel like my parents did not care about anything else except themselves. Like my parents were self-centered in their own ways and They were just like, no, you do it. No, I won't do it. You do it. No, I won't do it. You do it. And obviously, neither one of them ended up doing anything. And that didn't change. And it only got worse with time. Um, As I was growing up, that's when my father started like just like being in and out. There was a lot of dramatic stuff happening in my family. We're just like cheating involved, stuff like that. And, and I was like, yep um shit i am not being given like the best example and that takes me to another aspect i want to talk about so the dynamic between kids and parents in toxic households so for me as i said um my dad was definitely toxic man but um vuki he was someone that was like so in and out I I don't feel like anything towards him. Like even memories or stuff like that. And so I automatically don't have a lot of memories about like being with my dad or like the relationship with my dad. But my mom, on the other hand, my mom has been someone who's very present in my life. And for all the, the bad reasons. Um, so... I'll, I'll give you a little spoiler. I have mommy issues, okay? I have really severe mommy issues. <laughs> so my mom has been someone who has always been so hardworking, okay? In her teenage years was something that was still really present even in her adult years or whatever. So my mom was someone that's been really hardworking. And we definitely had our like just... Mm, our bad moments whether it's like financially stuff like that we definitely had our bad like just periods where my mom struggled because as i was saying my dad was just like in and out of our lives and that automatically meant that he was not um like helping us financially and it was all on my mom's back and stuff like that and she was like financing my fine financial but she was financing or she was helping my brother out who was studying abroad financially okay that's better who um and to me i was i was still in school obviously i was a kid she should just like help me you, you know like she had to just be there for me financially or, or provide and it was just like getting really hard but providing my mom had my mom always did her best so both my parents had good jobs my mom was a teacher yes because now she's retired but my mom was a teacher um and my dad worked um in the ministry of education of education and um yes they were both in the education 
field. Um, my dad used to be a teacher too, but then he just like started working in the Ministry of Education, and my mom was a teacher all her like all her life. But you know, I won't necessarily say we were well off, but upper middle class. But that kind of dropped when my dad just stopped being there financially, because he's just like kind of just like start being in his own slum you know and just like wasting his money here and there and not showing up for us the way he should have as, as a provider obviously um and even as a dad like i just like an emotional figure or like parental figure in general but things were getting really hard on my mom but she never gave up on that like she worked her ass off to provide for us to just not make us feel like we had less than others or that we didn't have anything at all and uh, honestly i'm very proud <sighs> shit i'm gonna end up having a stroke but she i'm very proud of my mom i mean like the aspect because she's always been a fighter she's always been like a provider honestly she she never like she never made us feel like we had less than other people honestly and she always showed showed up for us from a, like a financial standpoint but folks from an emotional standpoint holy shit my mom is the number one most emotionally unavailable person i know like she was so hard on us for no reason like emotionally she was hard on us and i know how some people this is strictly for the people who <laughs> as kids personally yes uh, one of those but for the people maybe y'all can relate to this one but generally for us it wasn't that it was my mom it was like my mom and that's that that has been the same thing or pattern with all my siblings like when we maybe try to talk about this um as adults uh, my mom Dima, whether it's with the firstborn, middle, or like last, and my mom was always the one you could And she like for no reason, you would be doing the most random thing. Would would just be doing thing something that kids normally do, and then she was just like <laughs> slap you, or just like say mean things, like really explicit words, saying mean things to you for no reason, like belittle you belittle you i okay so i didn't fucking english and i just end up fucking every word i say uh but she would just like be a little you and she would just keep telling you that you are like a fucking disappointment and you're good at nothing and you are an absolute fucking shame to the family and she should have never had you and it, it she, Honestly, she was just like the worst parent emotionally. I, and I feel like, okay, so I'm not going to say that providing financially isn't an, an, an important uh, thing, but it shouldn't be something that you should be grateful for. But I feel like, especially when you are a kid, the most important thing is how is the education and how emotionally present or supportive your parents were. And that just, my mom was just like not she was the worst at that okay i i, I will i will give her zero for that because um, she was not like that so um and i was the only girl and i feel like my mom okay so i'm not saying this is the case where you can i'm saying 
what is the case for for my family or my experience because my mom had three um three sons before having a daughter and i feel like she just automatically assumed that with boys you should have a tough like education style okay so not showing emotion um (laughs) beating the kids up for the smallest things they do um just like be really tough and hard on them and like i have expectations because both my parents from an like an academic uh, perspective with a standpoint they have oh shit crazy expectations like you needed to be first in class you need to have really high grades but that also comes from like um, their um, uh, career background because as I said uh, my both my parents worked in the like uh, so stuff so you know it was a mix and match of a lot of things but they were just like they expected you to be top one or at least in the top three of everything school uh, activities stuff like that and it was just like so 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 demanding but at the same time they showed no support like let's say you got a a good fucking grade you got a 10 out of 10 in fucking maths and then you just show up and you're like hey mom hey dad i got a 10 out of 10 they'd be like oh well that's the average you should get if you get a 9.5 out of 10 you're gonna get the beating of your life you know they were just duke kind of parents and especially my mom maybe my dad should but my mom especially like you know she she just had a really tough upbringing um i felt like she was more the masculine one and <laughs> like between both my parents she one hell of a strong woman okay and she was very opinionated um and she would o- always like try to to find ways to victimize herself and see and maybe her kids for her were just like scapegoats she was there but not really you know and my mom has always been has always been a tough um woman i remember when i was a kid i would go up to her and like try to hug her and she'd be like not now she would like just literally physically reject me she would push me she'd be like not now and i was like oh well i just want to give my mom a hug and she'd be like get the fuck out of my face look mommy is busy okay just get the fuck out i I don't need no hugs and she was like really someone who was who hated a public display of affection or like just uh, okay so her love language was definitely not like physical touch okay she would you try to kiss her you try to to like hug her you like to just like i don't know she would be like get the fuck out of my get the fuck out i would eat you all bro get, like let go of my hand or just like don't hug me or don't touch me and i, I don't even know what my mom my mom's love language is now but um see she was just like mm, not 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 supportive she was she at, at least with me she would always just like belittle me for the most stupidest reasons like oh shit um you had the grade i didn't like you stupid um you breathe too loud you stupid um i don't know you have a lazy eye you stupid see with my mom it has always been like that and as i grew older that developed into control issues so she would be like don't do this um be like why you don't want me to do this this is pretty normal i can't think of an example right now but she'd be like oh i just don't want you to do it and i'm like okay but you need to give me a reason why do you not want me to do it and she'd be like 
I just don't want you to do it. So don't do it. And I'll be like, no, like, give me a reason as to why I shouldn't do it. Well, I'm your mom and I'm the one who decides for you and fuck you and go fuck yourself and fuck your life. Okay, I'm your mom. I decide. So you do what I want you to do. And I'll be like, what the hell? And even in my, all throughout my studies, my mom always has something to say. So I'll be like, shit, this, this major is interesting. Uh, is interesting. She'd be like, no. No, it's not. I'd be like, why? But like, I like it. I feel like I could, I, I, I could do well at that. She'd be like, no, no, it's not. No, it's absolutely not good. And I, give me like the other example. I'd be like, try to give me a reason as to why this is not good. She'd be like, um, I said so. It's it's because I said so. Cause it, it's because I'm your mom. Like growing up, whenever you would try to just like jihad my mom, she would always use the I'm your mom pass. And I'm looking, I can, I, I can tell you whatever I want to tell you. And it was always the, the I'm your mom pass. Like, always I'm your mom pass, I'm your mom pass. And I was like, fucking hell, like, shit. Let me live, sis. But it wasn't the case. She did not let me live. Hiba, did, Hiba didn't live, okay? <laughs> but see, like, yeah. I was like, fucking hell, like, what... Uh, Sometimes I would just be like so mad at my mom and I would talk back and I would be like, fuck you and fuck this shit. And I hate you and I hate everything because that definitely came from the bottom of my heart. But I would always feel guilty about it. And there was a certain period, maybe when I was 14 or 15. So I, I rarely talked back, but sometimes I would. And maybe when I was 14, 15, that started to echo... <sighs> Or y'all remember five minutes ago I said I was gonna stop talking in English because I literally just cannot cannot pronounce words for the love of God. But um, it started to occur. <laughs> this is so funny. If you ever just talk so smoothly, but then when you are about to talk in a microphone, you suddenly forget how words are supposed to be pronounced. But when I was fourteen, fifteen. I would talk back to my mom. Okay. Whew. Damn, sis. That wasn't that hard. It wasn't, it wasn't that hard. Um, but I would start talking back. And I would always feel guilty. I started to develop like a guilt tripping. I would be like, no, but like, you know, my mom shows up for us financially and stuff. And she like works really hard. And, and she always provides for us in the best way she can. So, like, I shouldn't say that. And, you know, it's like my mom knew how to control things. or She knew how to twist the narrative. And, honestly, my mom was giving me really much narcissistic vibes. But she knew how to twist things. But she knew how to guilt trip you. I'm not saying that her providing for us was a way for us for her to like guilt trip us or whatever but she 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 just knew how to control things her how to how to switch the narrative how to how to you know just flip things for her own benefit and it's like with her growing up she would always just like neglect um the emotional needs if i can say it like that or uh, yes definitely our emotional needs but 
if you try to go up to her and tell her yo i feel like you know i really love you i appreciate all the things you do but emotionally honestly you're fucking me up okay because um, i started to like uh, the dynamic i started to develop a lot of things i started to, to develop anxiety i started to develop like really really like big attachment issues um i started developing paranoia those are all in okay so this is not i'm not i was gonna say a word but i completely forgot what i was gonna say um i completely forgot never mind so okay i was not diagnosed with those things so it's not, it's not like i go and i i saw a psychiatrist or a counselor or whatever and they were like oh shit you have anxiety or like you have paranoia but uh, you know how uh, sometimes you can just tell that you are developing certain things and uh, i started to overthink and holy shit i'm big overthinker if there's any like fucking national um championship for fucking overthinking ah shit i would get gold okay a gold medal for me for a spot hot and steamy like not even gold diamond medal like you know because i am an overthinker i would always be like you know it's like always try to do things uh, like in in a way but i don't know to like not get like uh, have attention but um to please okay so i was i was really big people pleaser Uh, I was trying to like be an overachiever like just be good at everything because I felt like that was the only way I could make my mom proud or I could make her express any fucking love towards me if I was like good at school and good at that and good at I don't know what swimming or whatever and ironically I don't know how to swim <laughs> um but uh, see I was like I felt like I did not have a childhood the way it was supposed to which i don't want to sound ungrateful or come off as ungrateful because um that's not the case but like see like emotionally i was okay i definitely just did not have that and i know that there are people out there who have who, who have it or had it worse than me And it, it would always be the case. You have it better than others and worse than others. But that doesn't mean that whatever that your feelings or emotions or opinion on the situation isn't valid. But I always grow up being like, I wish I had better parents. That was the um, reoccurring thing or thought. I was like, shit, I wish I had better parents. I wish I had a better relationship with my parents. I wish I grew up in a different family. Uh, sometimes I'm like, I wish I wasn't born at all. Uh because it was just hard you know when you are with your parents there's always this thing that keeps repeating unconditional love when you are with your parents or at least in your life your parents or your parents one parent or whatever that are supposed to just show you unconditional love they're like oh we're here to protect you we're here to provide for you we're here to love you we're here to support you emotionally but it wasn't the case for me And I was like, well, what is this unconditional love? Like, what is this unconditional love that people talk about? Um, what is this just unconditional support or warmth you should feel? What does it feel like to hug your mom? 
like it's your mom or just have a good time with your mom shit that got dark and emotional real quick but see it's just like fucking hell like how am i supposed to uh, uh, who am i supposed to look up to uh, to know what a healthy love or healthy boundaries or healthy relationship is like who the fuck am i supposed to look up to if it's not my parents or if it's not my siblings or stuff like that and even in our families like whether it's my dad's family or my mom's family we were the the worst sorry about that we were the worst because i'm not going to say that everybody had like amazing healthy relationships within because i don't know (laughs) but at least from what they were showing on the outside they had their shit together or at least they tried to make it seem like they did but but my family was a mess okay they didn't they didn't even try to make like put any effort and stuff or like make it seem like it was okay we okay we we were known as the mess okay the messy the, the the messy kids and my parents were known as the messy couple the messy relationship the fucking fucking bonkers the fucking failure of a relationship and so growing up uh, me and my mom were just like not getting along okay when i started when i started being like a teen and stuff like that you know when you, when you start to i don't know i never understood that quote but it's fu- fucking hilarious uh, when I was growing up in Willis 18 and stuff like that, uh, me and my mom did not get along. You, if if you were our neighbor, Willis Haja, demanded some attention, but not in, in in necessarily a fighting way, because I never like fought with my mom. I never like said anything to my mom, except I hit you maybe a couple times. Um, but she would, we would always just like fight for whatever reason doesn't have to be violent it never got violent not at least oh shit at least not from my side but um my mom would sometimes like swing her hands um (laughs) but we just did not get along and i was like you know what fuck this shit i don't feel anything towards my dad like in particular my mom my relationship with my mom is absolute bonkers you know and i'm like fucking hell you know i started to just like look for that affection not in other things but i just started being in my shell a lot i i would always just try to be on the internet a lot because internet or just like being on your phone and stuff like that felt like an escape so it was like sort of yeah it was like sort of ex- escape for you you were like fuck i'm in just my own little word and thankfully i was not exposed to things as i was a kid maybe porn when i was 11 because I, I don't know for for a lot of people they started watching porn when they were 11 but I, okay i swear to god i accidentally came across porn when i was 11 i did not do that on purpose um but you know the internet just felt like your own little word i, I was i would read a lot of books you know i would just do the most to feel disconnected or i was already feeling disconnected from reality but i would just do the most to just not have to be reminded every day that i absolutely have no relationship with my siblings and my dad and that my relationship with my mom is just ass it sucks ass you know and in my romantic relationships and my very humble um romantic experience or like romantic life um i 
Okay. I, I, I talked about having in a really like toxic attachment style. And by the way, I stopped playing the game because it was just making me so angry. But if you if you like see me really focused on talking right now, it's because I stopped playing. Um But as I was saying, um, I talked about having like really bad attachment issues and that definitely showed, I, I mean, okay, so I, when was I getting interested? Okay, because at the beginning I was not interested in boys, like I didn't think of relationships, I didn't think of romance, I didn't think of, like that was not, that was not in my interest I was not interested by that, you know, it was just wasn't something I was interested in up until freshman year of middle school. Uh, no, not middle school. Um, hello, 911. <laughs> um, uh, uh, freshman year of high school. That's when I first had like my first crush and stuff like that. And anyways, it was absolutely dis- like a disaster story. And I feel like all first crushes stories are like that but then i dated maybe okay so how many boys did i date three no hold on yes three boys like the boys i had like relationships with were three slut (laughs) but um and i i didn't have the realization now but looking back okay so those were people that i dated when i was like really young so i haven't dated in like three years okay so not it's been a whole minute uh but the boys that i've been with i make a realization at the time but looking back and now i can definitely see it so honestly i would always try to see the best in situations i would be like oh no well maybe i can fix him he's mentally ill damn i want him you know (laughs) he's mentally ill he has issues shit mr struggles shit i can fix him you know i can i can i can do a little something you know and i would always try to see the good in people and even if they were obviously no good for me i would always try to find a reason to stay i was like no please don't leave and just like leaving them or breaking up with them or whatever uh, was n- never something that was in my plans. I would be like, you know, I, I would like hold on to these boys for like dear life. And I knew, I, I, you know, I was conscious that there were certain things that were not good. Just like just, but I was holding, I was like, shit, I'm gonna marry you one day. Kind of like, you, you, you go. And I was like, what, 16, 17 at the time? I was like, girl, what are you talking about? No, you're not gonna marry this. You know, it was just like, I was like really attached i would always try to just like see the best in those guys even though like there was nothing good to see about that you know just like really frivolous young relationships okay just relationships so that okay i'm not gonna say that don't mean anything you definitely meant something and but it's like girl it's not that serious you know when you just cry your eyeballs out about a dude and and then or 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 a chick even because guys cry as well um but when you cry and you just like you look back and you're like fuck i was what i put myself through that for a dude or like a girl or like a fucking relationship you know just people come and go and if something does not serve you just let it fucking go but i was no 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 he buff the time was like shit he's mentally ill i want him and honestly uh, not to say that people don't change or that people um like 
don't evolve or can't evolve but i don't know how to i don't know how to say it but those relationships at least were certainly really toxic and not worth uh, hanging on to you know but i didn't at the time and that kind of like showed it's like i was trying to and trying to fill in the void with those relationships and i was like fuck that's not what i'm supposed to do i was a kid honestly like what 16 17 what the hell what the hell man what the hell boy like no and i was not supposed to do that and but yes i i definitely once again did not have a healthy relationship to look up to so in my head it was always like hold on to dear life and i also saw my mom just maybe for different reasons uh, but I also saw her try to hold onto a really toxic relationship in marriage, and I was like, "Shit, well, I guess, <laughs> I guess we're all women after all. That's what I should do." But um, yeah, and even my friendships, honestly, I would always look for people I could lose myself into. I would always look for extreme relationships or a romantic partner that would just like absolutely be there for me twenty four seven. Or friends that would understand me without, like, me having to open my goddamn mouth. And I was, I was really having unrealistic expectations of relationships. I was always looking for the extreme, because I knew that I, I was like, in the extreme at that time. I don't know if that makes sense, but yeah, like I, it's like if I wasn't, like, so infatuated with a person it's like i didn't love them or if i wasn't like nearly fucking obsessed with someone it's like i didn't want them and stuff like that and you know i was just like as i said once again whether it's friendships or romantic relationships even though that was more apparent in my romantic relationships or experiences that i had in the past in general in my relationships i was always going for the fucking extremes like i needed someone who would be friends with me and would like talk to me and be there for me 24 7 or a romantic partner that would just like literally be like my f- i don't know like if i don't know like if i don't know how to say it but see someone that would show up for me all the fucking time someone that would understand me someone that would be there for me someone that would be as emotional as i uh, as i am and that was really unrealistic because i mean listen it's really good to have a type but when there are a lot of things that mix up together, like really unhealthy obsession, attachment issues, unrealistic expectations, a lot of things just like those are things that are the perfect ingredients for a failure of a relationship. And for the longest time, I thought that in order for me to feel like I want, like it wasn't even about them wanting me, but it was also about me wanting them. If I, I need to be obsessed like with them, I need to be obsessed with them think about them all the fucking time or else in my head it, it was like i didn't want them and I, and I know that's the case for a lot of people and honestly sometimes you don't have to be obsessed with someone to, to like them okay and someone doesn't have to be like obsessed about you for you to for you to like like them all right and if you have mommy or daddy issues just go see a therapist and pick me up while you're at it but um yes it's like and up until now honestly i have a really distorted definition of love i don't know what that is i'm definitely like having an like different perspective but um for the longest time i just not like i didn't i didn't know what that was i was like love well 
I don't really know. If I were to define love, I don't know what that would be or what definition I would give. But um, yes, and up until now, I have like still a really fucked up relationship with my parents. I well, once again, with my, I don't talk to my dad a lot. For the people who listened to my previous episode, y'all know I live abroad now because I study abroad. So for the people who didn't listen to my episode or my previous episode, I live alone because uh, I'm studying abroad this year so I'm far from my parents you know and I also remember talking about how I wanted to just like dip out of my parents house in the last episode so I think for a lot of you guys who don't know me personally this would give you perspective um so that's the reason why I wanted to move out of my parents house because I was just like I felt like I was imprisoned okay I felt like I was not being myself I was really like I just had a lot of rules that I rules that I needed to follow a lot of expectations I needed to like I had to meet in order to just like gain whatever like fucking attention from my parents or my mom um I was being really controlled I wasn't good I was developing a lot of like just I won't necessarily say mental illnesses because once again I'm not diagnosed and I can just go on and tell people I have fucking depression or anxiety disorder when i'm not diagnosed but uh, that was definitely taking a toll on my mental health um you know what i mean and that was the reason why i've always (coughs) sorry that's the reason why i've always wanted to move out and yeah and like honestly parents can mess you up because when you are kids you I'm not supposed to go all through all those things. Obviously, obviously, you're not supposed to go to go through all of that, and uh, it's really hard. So I'm not trying to say that raising a kid is easy, because no, you have to provide, you have to do a lot of things. Um, you also need to you can a certain level of in a way you know what i mean you also need to have your shit figured out because i i definitely do believe that my parents did not have the easiest uh, childhoods themselves and there are certain things that leaked into when they were like it's a cycle okay you might go through certain things in your childhood that uh, are really impactful and then you grow up to be an adult that has inner child wounds that are not healed and then you end up having kids and then those wounds leak into your kids and then your kids grow up to be fucked up adults as well and then they have kids and the cycle keeps going on and that's not necessarily the case for everybody i do realize that also when you talk about toxic toxic toxica when you talk about toxic households there's not one prime example okay toxic households uh, the outcome can be like it can be different from from person to person honestly it's even in the same situation in the same setting when it can the way you're gonna grow up to be is not the way someone else is gonna grow up to be and come similar experiences similar settings similar environment similar lifestyles similar social status whatever because there are a lot of things that impact stuff as well there are definitely people who grow up having financial issues on top of like just uh, emotional inavailability from their parents and honestly that's 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 the killer combo um 
and yeah as i said before as well um i forgot <laughs> i have a selective i have like short-term memory loss um i oh shit i honestly forgot what i was gonna say this is embarrassing shit um but yeah i was saying that um toxicity comes in different shapes and for and forms and like different outcomes as well bitch you said that <laughs> i honestly lost my train of thoughts of thoughts but um yes uh, the, the outcomes are just um really different and we don't grow up to be the same adults even though i feel like more serious things or more serious toxic aspects not to say that there are aspects that are less serious than others but you know i feel like we grow up to have we grow up with wounds and as we grow up the wounds grow as well i hope that made sense it's like yeah it's if you don't try to like just kind of get to the bottom of it or like the source and just kind of see where that came from and like try to find a solution for it not to say because sometimes okay it's beyond our control and it's beyond what we can and we can't do sometimes professional help is needed so definitely so sometimes we just can't do things alone but if we don't try to to look for the source and, and get to the bottom of things and like kind of try to to like sink in deep and find your roots and the causes and the consequences and whatever you want and just try to get better it it won't get better okay and as we grow obviously our wounds will grow so there are certain people limited in the relationship with their parents or the fact that they grew up in a toxic households uh, in a toxic household shows in money okay there are people um le- when they are children they have zero access to like material stuff okay so so in their childhood their parents will let them they themselves were going through like kind of a a financial problem okay and we limited any people who were who didn't grow up with their parents who were put like in orphanage or stuff like that those people can grow up to be really successful people because you can grow up to be successful no matter what the circumstances are of course that requires a lot of work and energy but you can whoever you are you can be successful it doesn't matter how or when or you know the means but some people grow up to be successful and they grow up to have a lot of money but they just do not know how to spend money they either just like don't spend their money because when they were younger they had financial issues and they just kind of know uh, you know the material things or they just simply don't know how to spend because they they were never used to spending or they grew up to be overspenders like their money just like goes out of the fucking window okay because when they were kids they did not get to spend money they did not get to have a lot of things and now that they have the means now that they are successful and are 
comfortable financially they're just like throw the fucking money out of the window first you're in people uh, a toxic dynamic uh, that they grew up witnessing in their childhood can really affect their relationships once again it doesn't matter but i feel like for most people that shows in their romantic relationships because we tend to kind of project what we want into our ideal romantic partners or whatever and for some people that just shows in their relationships you know they just they find themselves in a really just like toxic loop they always date people who are not on the same level as they are or just they just have this ideal image or like script of a person and they're like fuck i want this or or they just find themselves unable to walk out of a relationship when it gets toxic or when it obviously doesn't serve them and as i was as i said before some people don't even know what a healthy relationship is or what healthy love is or what love is in general if you ask them to define or just like give an example they they wouldn't know for a lot of people obsession is healthy love when it's not the case constant um constant like not obsession because i talked about obsession but just being constantly on their partner's back like to know what what, where they are what they are doing for me it was also definitely reassurance i just remembered that with my partners i would always i always need to be reassured i'm like do you still like me do you love me do you hate me would you still love me if i was a worm <laughs> no but if, like seriously with my with my romantic relationships it was definitely that too i would always i i need reassurance and up until now honestly up until now i need reassurance i could like you you could be my friend i would hit you up in the morning and be like damn do you hate me and then you'd be like what the where did that come from what the hell and i'll be like no but like seriously answer my question do you hate me and that just manifests in different ways for different people as i said for uh, people who went through like financial crisis when they were kids or just like didn't have uh, material things or access to that they can grow up to be overspenders or just like people who don't spend at all who like uh, actually like neglect themselves and don't know how to enjoy the material things in life or like the fruit of their hard work any people that grow up finding themselves in really really bad toxic relationships and it's like a loop that they cannot get themselves out of you have people who um are emotionally unavailable as well you have people who just like cannot who who have a fear of commitment because when they were growing up they saw that their like parents or whatever uh, authority figure they were looking up to had like a disaster of a fucking relationship um you know and i feel like the common point is that they grow up to just be really wounded adults it's like your inner child is just like completely ruined and fucked up and you just like don't know where to go and everything you do you feel like is not powered (sighs) but you feel like you're not being yourself or you're not in a spot 
where you need to be and for some people it's easier to acknowledge that and to be like yeah i do realize that my parents were just like not the best towards me from this aspect or that aspect but for some other people it's really hard to acknowledge that as i said for me it was definitely like whenever i would try to say something about my mom or dad i would feel guilty i'd be like fuck no i would be like "Mm," i feel a little bit guilty because i said that even though deep within i know that i'm definitely the way i am or fucked up the way i am because of my parents but i'd be like no it's no you know i would feel guilty for that for some people as i said it's easier to acknowledge that and move past it but you just have to know that it's never your fault and i'm just i'm looking at my fucking like um audio fucking thing and i've been talking for an hour and 40 minutes what the fuck i need to stop (laughs) i need to stop talking because i don't know where this is going but um yes it's i'm definitely not in a okay so i'm 20 so of course things are just like not the way i want them to be obviously because i'm just starting but um i feel like the dynamic between me and my parents and my siblings and a lot of things affected me as a person right now and i definitely just i've done some things that i'm not proud of or i've said some things that i'm not proud of or i have some things within me that i'm not proud of but i uh, it's easier for me to acknowledge now that it's not my fault that my parents were bad people <laughs> but um even saying that now makes me feel a little guilty even though i know that from like certain aspects and my parents were definitely like really bad people and fuck my parents fuck parents but um yeah it's it's never your fault okay it's never your fault and i need to stop talking right now (laughs) but um yes parents can miss you too i can miss you up too like i know a lot of people kind of when when you talk to them about that they look for some sort of validation to be like you know they just they just try to 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 hear or to, to to it's moment she will head that your feelings are valid if that's what you want then yes your feelings are definitely definitely valid your parents can miss you up as well and for and, and for most cases your parents are the one who can miss you up because when you are a kid you are fragile your emotions are your brain is and that's why we remember a lot of things from our childhood that's why there are a lot of things that we can remember and label as traumas from when we were kids because we were just so fragile so it's like it's like okay so when you are born when you're a kid it's like you know she's habida and the way your upbringing your parents especially your parents because your parents have the key or have a really big impact on how you can become as a person you know it's depending your parents and whatever your parents decide to write on you whatever your parents decide to whatever it's a bringing environment life in general uh, aspects uh, you know that stays with you and that will definitely shape how you would become later on as a kid as as a preteen as a teen as an adult whatever you want to call it but um yeah it's definitely not easy growing up in a toxic household because that fucks you up if there's anything you know (laughs) is that yes growing up in a toxic household definitely fucks you the fuck up 
and yeah, as I said, you just end up doing things that you don't necessarily like or that you you're just not necessarily proud of, and but that's okay. Um, you have the key to change it now. It just needs a lot of. You need to be conscious of the of, of those things and know how to. I would not. I would not necessarily say forgive and forget because okay, for some people it's easier said than done. Um, but you definitely need to to learn how to how to move past that. And that's it, guys. I need to shut the fuck up because I've been talking for like an hour and forty five minutes. Like, what the fuck? That's sh- shut the fuck up. But that's it, guys, for today. I know I said I was gonna play Outlast, but like, I just give up halfway through. But honestly, someone needs to teach me. Please teach me how to play that game because I don't know. And I'm I'm a noob. I'm an absolute ass at video games, and I have to admit that. But it's it's a fun game, nevertheless. Maybe I'll try later not now though but um i hope you guys like this episode i really need to improve because um i i need to improve a lot of things my speech the way i the, the way i talk it's honestly like having like really an organized notes in my head and i just tried it to to make to make it seem logical but i can't so i really need to improve but I hope you guys like this and I'll, I'll I'll see you guys or I'll meet you guys in the next episode. So I'm sending you guys lots of love, light and everything nice. Bye.